Bet Saratoga this summer with Naira Bets, the official betting partner of Saratoga Racecourse. New customers that sign up today receive a bonus match on their first deposit up to $200 with promo code SPA. Go to nyrabets.com for details and sign up today. Hi, it's Jerry the King Lawler, and you're tuned in to the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. I don't know why you are, but you are. Yo, man, I'm the, I'm the fucking, you, you want to talk to me, motherfucker? I'm the fucking button. <laughs> I'm the boss. Ooh, ooh, Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, ah, Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, retard. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, retard. Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, ah, Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Ooh, ooh, ah, Can you handle this? Can you handle this? Hey, what's up, everyone? June 11th, 2018. Welcome to this edition of the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show. I am Don, Tony, and he is... Kev Castle. Yeah, you sound under the weather. Yeah, I got a little bit of a cold, a little bit too much partying on Friday. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you're too much partying and Mish is too much eating. Um, for those online, I know earlier... We were pushing, plugging, announcing that Mitch was going to be joining us tonight for a little bit of discussion mm -hmm. on CM Punk, New Japan, a few others. But unfortunately, he has a massive case of the runs. And trust me, we did an episode of Breakfast Soup about six or seven months ago that I had a horrible case of the runs. And like every 10 minutes, I'm like, dude, I didn't even have a chance to say, dude, I'll be right back. I just fucking dropped the headphones, went inside, and just fucking let loose. Oh, that was on the show? Yeah, well, because it's not live. I mean, I was able to edit uh, it out and everything. But, you know, Mish was like, where'd you go? Where'd you go? And in the background, it's just... It's <laughs> terrible. It was fucking horrendous, man. Yeah, you can't do that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try to have, uh, I try to make sure I do number one, number two before we go live. And uh, this way I don't have any interruptions. I don't think I've ever had to stop to take a leak since we've started this show. God knows how many years ago. No, me too. I think on the phone, we might, with the phone line, we might have had to do that, maybe. Yeah. One, one time I know I had gas. And oh, I, re yeah. I remember passing gas, and then it felt like s something was leaking out. And luckily, I had, like, a rag nearby, and I, like, oh, put it by my ass. I was like, okay, false alarm. But that would have been messy. All right, everyone. So uh, we're going to get into a few topics. For those listening live, we're gunning for a 12.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time finish, 12.45 the latest. Um you know, not a whole lot of news to get into, but there's a couple of very important topics to discuss. Also, we have the Money in the Bank pay-per-view uh, this weekend. We'll give our predictions in a little bit. We still don't know who the member of New Day is going to be in this match, even though I think it's it's got to be Big E. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into prediction a little bit later. Now, I think, pro I mean, do you want to get right into the CM Punk stuff from this weekend, or do you want to talk about Raw a little bit first? We should talk about Raw maybe a little bit first because I honestly uh, it, it wasn't a great Raw, but I, I feel the two fatal four ways with the women and the men beginning of the show end of the show were not bad. I thought they were pretty good matches. I thought the match with the women, the four way with Natty winning, I wasn't big on Natty winning, but Alexa and fucking uh, Ember Moon put on put on a nice match. Yeah, they had I a mean, decent match. I mean, you know, this is the big time. I mean, they should be putting on 
great performances. And, you know, what, what it felt like tonight on Raw, did it feel like it was the lead-in to a pay-per-view? Other than Ronda Rousey and the Nia segment, it didn't feel like much was leading into the pay-per-view. I mean, even though they used ladders and even though Kevin Owens did that that awesome spot, which I'll talk about in a moment because I had a real big fucking problem with something tonight with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't feel like a lot of momentum. I mean, even though Seth Rollins put his foot in the guitar and all this stuff, yeah. it just, I don't know, it just felt like if you wanted to see some decent action on Raw... Uh, it was a good episode to tune into. If you missed Raw, you really did not miss much of anything. No, you didn't miss much of anything. Like for the, you know, they call it the go home show before the, you know, big pay per view. Um, I thought, you know, people were saying as people were complimenting the women's match at the beginning of the night. Uh, it's probably going to go downhill from there. Everyone has become so jaded, as you know, DT, a majority at least, that people are like waiting for it to falter. But. Like I said, it's kept my interest in women's match. Alexa and Ember, especially Alexa, I thought she was really smooth in the ring tonight. She, she was really, and Ember was just on her game. I mean, really good. Uh, I really have not taken that big a look at Ember since she's been up in the majors, and tonight she really caught my attention. I think the weak link of that match, to be honest with you, DT, was Sasha Banks. Yeah, I well, think the other, the other three girls put on, a, put on a classic. They put on a great match, but... I, again, this is the big time. They should be. Oh, doing I, this. I agree with you, DT. But it's it's the it's this like downtrodden attitude of of uh, raw from everybody, not just podcasters, big and small, but even the fan bases. And you're on Twitter, and you just see people just waiting for it to suck. Almost ex- expectations. It's gonna suck. It's horrible. Don't even want to watch it. Gonna watch the ball game. Uh, it wasn't always like that, DT. It's become no, that it's, culture. It's you know been I mean? that way for quite some time now, and not not always. I'm n- saying, you know, yeah. Over. I mean, huh. I mean, you look at Impact. I was going over doing preparing the history stuff for next week's show, and it was only like five years ago that they were doing over a million viewers. Right. And they can't even get three hundred thousand now. I mean, it's not like in five years, all of a sudden, everybody went digital and streaming and stuff like that. And even WWE, you look at the ratings and yeah, there are other platforms to watch the product. But, you know, when you look at last week or the week before, I mean, they lost 33% of their viewers from early this year. And I'm not talking about the night after WrestleMania. I'm not talking about Raw 25. We're talking about other weeks. So, you know, it just comes down to that Raw is, WWE has become, um, it's entertainment still. And I still have faith. There are enough good performers there to give us a good show. But it has become um, something where it is not the absolute necessity to tune in live. You know, when you and I were younger, you know, with the Monday Night Wars, and even after the Monday Night Wars were over with, you know, you couldn't wait to tune in and you couldn't wait to watch the show. And when they would fucking go off at 11.15, sometimes you would fucking watch the replay right into it. Or if it was the Monday Night Wars, you'd watch Raw, you watch Nitro for an hour, you watch Raw, and then you watch the replay of Nitro right after. Now it's just a case of, do I want to watch WWE today or do I want to watch something else? And, I, and the th- funny thing is, is that, you know, tonight we had major, major history in the world. All right. President Trump meeting with Kim Jong-un. All yeah, right. Major. Yeah. yeah. The guy's a fucking maniac, Kim Jong-un. I mean, he's got nuclear weapons. He fucking has, you know, human rights violations big time. But 
that doesn't mean you don't try to fucking come to an agreement to denuclearize this guy. You know, I mean, Obama tried to do it with Iran. Bill Clinton tried to do it in the 90s with North Korea. And nobody in their wildest dreams ever thought that this meeting could take place. And it was funny because it was just coincidence, dude. But I made a joke. I went on Twitter around 4 o'clock today. And I said, I don't know if you saw it. I said, hey, WWE, could you do me a big favor tonight? You know, when Donald Trump meets Kim Jong-un for the first time, could you please put Roman Reigns on TV? This way, when if I tune into the Fox News, I don't feel like I'm missing anything good. And I'm saying that to be a dick. I mean, honestly, you're saying it to be a wisest. Sure fucking enough, a little bit after nine, the moment Donald Trump mm. met with Un and they showed it on TV. Just for right. the fuck of it, I flashed Monday Night Raw to see what was on. Goddamn Roman Reigns is in the middle of the fucking ring. I was like, come on. Does it get any better than that? I mean, I know that there's haters that fucking despise when, especially me when I brag when we get things right and just on point and just get lucky with shit, but that's fucking funny, man. Well, I, mean, I didn't see. I didn't see your tweet. I didn't see the tweet, but I saw. But I did switch over at that time too, yeah. because quite honestly, you know, I'm I'm tired of this bullshit too. And Jinder Roman just doesn't have anybody's interest. And uh, you know, it's because this is a big fucking deal. What Trump is doing, this is a big deal. So I, I switched over and, and I saw uh, uh, Rodman. I didn't know was actually involved in this. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, he's a little bit of a whack job. I I, I felt bad that he was crying before because. Yeah. He legit had massive death threats and stuff like that. I mean, I know, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, this world is all fucked up. And, you know, like I was saying to uh, someone earlier, and I've been saying this for a very long time, I'd rather work for a brash boss that's successful, that can put more money in my pocket, that, you know, gives me a better opportunity then work for a fucking person who is a nice guy, great smile, great attitude, but can't even manage a cubicle. True. You know, and sometimes you got to deal with whack jobs. You know, you got to go down to their level and be like a whack job back. Okay, motherfucker. You know, and you fucking give it back to, oh, wait, wait, what's going on here? You know, this ain't the fucking pandering. So, um, you know, it was just funny to see that on TV tonight with Roman Reigns. The Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey thing. I mean, Ugh. you know, you know, they had this commercial tonight. She was ready for the games. She was ready for UFC. She was ready for Hollywood. And I was like, well, is she ready for a DQ clusterfuck finish? Because I don't see nothing but that taking place at Money in the Bank. And, yeah. you know, I'm a stickler to detail. I've always been a stickler to detail for decades. And I'm watching closely her putting this arm bar thing in on fucking Nia Jax. And if you actually look closely, she doesn't have anything. She's not grabbing right. nothing. And I'm like, you know, I, I know it's a good visual and everybody pays attention to Nia Jax's hand. Oh, she's tapping, she's tapping, she's tapping. But if you actually look closely at what Ronda Rousey was doing, it, I didn't like it. It was the drizzling shits. You know, she she looked fine, but if you examine it a little bit closer, you know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this match goes down Sunday. And I hope that we could come up here next week and say, you know what? You know, two matches in a row, she fucking really, you know, pulled through. Um, but I think she needs to have 
uh, more frequent matches. You know, going on the house show circuit, standing in a corner, going in the ring for about 45 seconds while your opponent does flips and bumps on their own, and all you got to do is glide with that person. You do that once or twice, but as far as TV matches go, you have one since the beginning of April. I mean, we're approaching July. Yeah. You know, I, I joked like six weeks ago that she's going to have less matches than a retarded hand this year. And I still feel that way. I mean, at this pace, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I'm curious to see what happens, but I just wasn't feeling this contract signing. And, you know, it's supposed to mean so much and it's so intense and this is going to have a confrontation and you don't have Stephanie out there or Kurt Angle. You put Coach in the ring instead. Yeah, it didn't have that. It doesn't have that big match feel uh, going into it again. A go home show, one of the main events, so to speak. Not the main event, but one of the feature matches. And it just didn't have that feel in the commercial. And that you know, is she ready for Nia Jax? It's almost laughable. It's like Nia Jax is not the monster that they wanted to portray. They don't even know. I don't think Nia Jax knows who Nia Jax is. I wrote it tonight on Twitter. Is she the bully? Is she the monster? Is she the victim? Is she the good guy? Is she a baby fan? What is she? I don't I don't think she knows what she well, is. Well she's not like most girls, Kev. She's not like most <laughs> girls. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> she's, she's, she's just not. not like she's, and Rhonda doesn't. Have, Rhonda doesn't have like most contracts. Oh my god, she can do whatever she wants. I mean, Rhonda. I mean, you know, it's you're only as good as your opponent, right? DT, as they'll make you look mm. correct. Correct. True. Unless you're like Bret Hart or Ric Flair, and you could make anybody look great. So, well, with a match with a broomstick, right? Yeah. Um, but does Nia have it in her to make? Is Nia good enough to make Rhonda look great again? Do you know what I mean? Like the way Stephanie and Triple H made Ronda look we'll, great. We'll know in six days. Stephanie, who's not a wrestler, made Ronda look great. Can yeah. Nia, a trained wrestler who made it through the rankings of the minor league system, trained by all their top guys, can Nia pull it off? I, I don't know. I think you're right, DT. A clusterfuck DQ, Natty turns on uh, Ronda. Something happened. Yeah, that's what I've been saying for a while. I mean, you know, with WWE, I think it's starting to realize, too, is not only... Do you have fans looking at Ronda Rousey under a microscope? But I think this is something also that WWE really didn't think about before. You have UFC fans looking at Ronda Rousey under a microscope. And there, are, there is a boatload, and I could dare say a majority of UFC fans that are not wrestling fans, that are not happy with Ronda Rousey going into wrestling instead of UFC. Uh, and I think a lot of them are looking at her under the microscope and if she puts on a piss-poor performance, they're going to let her have it. I'm pretty confident that she will do fine, but, you know, I need to, she needs to be more in the ring on, on a televised basis. And the more that, uh, that we see less of her in the ring, if that makes sense, the more we don't see her in matches, the more I feel that WWE is not confident that she can actually, you know, tell any type of a story in the ring. I mean, you know, there's only so many times. You see you see the thing, you know, they, they did this segment with Dana Brooke, and all she did was toss her. They did a segment with Absolution, and, and she tossed him. But you, if you notice, like, when Nia Jax was, was being brought in, and you have other wrestlers being brought in, what would happen? They would fight fucking... Marianne on fucking Raw, some 
scrub from the indies we've never heard of before. We would see week after week after week fighting Lisa Johnson and Leon McDonald, and it would be fucking jobbers and scrubs week in and week out. You don't even see that with Nia, with uh, Ronda Rousey. You no, don't you even don't, you see, don't see that. Either. You don't even see them coming back from commercial break and seeing like a f- female James Ellsworth in the corner, you know, with uh, with what's her face, um, the in- one of the interviewers with the microphone. Hey, what do you think about you know your match with Ronda Rousey? Oh, hey, I'm gonna kick her ass, and then fucking she just throws an armbar, and that's it. You don't even see that. Well, you don't see any of that. I mean, you know, again, it's not the buildup that you'd normally have for a match like this. No. And you know what I really got angry about tonight? WWE's been doing this for a long time. But I don't normally see them do it at 10.57. And you had a spot where Kevin Owens did a frog splash off the top of a ladder onto Braun Strowman through a table. Before I could take in the crowd going, holy shit, this is awesome, whatever they were decided to chant, not even two seconds later, they go to a goddamn sandwich commercial. And I'm like, talk about taking the air out of the balloon. You do a crazy spot. You usually go to a commercial where there's a, 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 a wrist lock or a headlock or, you know, somebody leaves the ring for a minute to stall some time and then they go to the commercial. They he did the spot. And before you could even like, holy fuck. Arby's, we've got the meats. Fuck that shit. <laughs> that really pissed me off tonight. It really that did. Pissed, that pissed me off, but Arby's is making some nice sandwiches. Fuck <laughs> Arby's. I, I purposely now will not you like Arby's? You don't like Arby's? No, you know, it, I, it's not that I didn't like them, but now because they did that shit tonight, I'm purposely not buying Arby's. I, I'm like, serious. Right around the corner from my house. I yeah, well, I, I, I fucked them. I mean, it's not their fault. <laughs> it's not their fault, but for WWE to do that shit, I mean, that they, come on. You do a spot like that, the crowd, you couldn't even hear the crowd go, oh, he did the spot, and next thing you know, Arby's, we've got the meats. Fuck that, man. 10.57, you pull that shit. I mean, I, I don't know. That really, really pissed me off tonight. I talked about misplaced commercials for the last couple of weeks, and I mean, they never did anything like that that close to the final hour, so to speak. They've done it in the middle and beginning, but they've done a lot of misplaced commercials at inopportune times lately. I've just noticed that's been a pattern. I, they've been doing misplaced for a long time, but and I don't even care. Much more noticeable now. It's more, more noticeable more. because of the placement during the match. Like I said, usually you'd have a wrestler that would, you know, leave the ring and be looking at the referee, and the referee's like, get back in the ring, and then it would just fade to a commercial. Or you would have them do a headlock in the ring or a boring move, and it would go to a commercial. You don't see them do too many placements where right after a fucking unbelievable move, you know, we're watching a main event. That's where we're supposed to have the most energy, hyping up for the main event for tonight, and then you have probably the biggest move on the entire night in three hours, and before you could ingest it, join in on the energy from the crowd and really, really feel the magnitude of it, you go to a fucking commercial. I just, I hated that tonight. Really, really fucking pissed me off. Yeah, it's just misplaced, to say the least. yeah. Uh, well, we'll get into our predictions a little bit. Let's talk about CM Punk. Um, of course. You know, there's a, I'm just going to set this up for everyone. Okay. You haven't tuned into Wednesday's Breakfast of Blasi. Tune into it. Mish and I actually did it on Thursday. We did two hours. 
We spent about 45 minutes on a CM Punk lawsuit case and a few other things. And everybody that's tuned in has really gone out of their way to say how much they loved it. Tonight, obviously, we're going to focus on the UFC match how it went down, what transpired after, his future in UFC or wrestling, and also um, the tweet, tweet storm that Corey Graves had after. And, you know, before we went live today, you know, like I said, originally Mish was going to come on also because I had heard a little bit of Mish and Joey's discussion over the weekend. They took a very interesting stance towards Corey Graves and, you know, a couple of things about CM Punk. I thought it would be an interesting debate. I have no idea what you're going to say about any of this, but um, I'm going to give you the floor. You could talk about, you know, the match and his future and stuff. And we'll talk about him first and then we'll segue into the Corey Graves. I have all the tweets that Corey Graves wrote online and we'll discuss our feelings on it. But first, Wait. what do you think about what happened with CM Punk? <clears throat> well, you want to talk about the fight first and yeah. just his performance yeah, overall? Yeah, the fight, his performance, his future. What did you think? Well, you know, I wrote on, on Saturday night because uh, I was working and we were trying to watch it and we were going on everybody's phones. And they've actually banned phones now from the club. Uh, the owner has really had enough with everybody on their phone. Somebody missed an incident with a fight and now everyone's got to turn on their phones at the beginning of the night. But the doorman manages to keep his phone. Shout out to John. Uh, and he's a big wrestling fan, big CM, big CM Punk fan. He's wearing a CM Punk shirt actually at the door that night. And um, going, you know, running around trying to, trying to see the clips of it. Then I didn't get to watch the whole thing until I got home. Um, but I knew the gist of what happened. I was watching the car. I was on his phone. We were in a carpool, watching on the way home. And, you know, he lasted the three rounds. Yes, it was a better performance, if you want to say, than last time because he wasn't immediately floored and, and taken out of the game quickly. But he took a beating. And I, I actually, DT, I felt sorry for him. Like when he was on the ground and Jackson was looming over him, punched him in the face, punched him in the face, stopped. Like, you know, smattering his hands at Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson hits him again. Then just kind of lures over him and just CM Punk tried to get him in that headlock thing and pull him in. And then just it slipped out. He just he was just defeated, man. And I just felt bad for him. I just <clears throat> I didn't take any pleasure in him losing. I wanted him to win. I actually posted a supportive post because, you know, I'm always forever in that clip of criticizing him of doing this in the first place. And I want to always make it known that I am a fan. I know you're a fan, too, even though we appear to be not fans of his the way we were portrayed uh, with Don Tony Kevin Castle clip. Um, but the truth of the matter is I, I'm a CM Punk fan. I know you are, too. I didn't want to see I, I take no pleasure in seeing him get beat up like that. He doesn't have the basic skills. I don't know what he learned. His coaches are the best and this and that. And I hear and Joe Rogan, who I like Joe. I like Joe Rogan. I agree with him in a lot of things. Um, but Joe was just totally, you know, dissing him as, as much as he could, almost just being so dismissive of him. Um, he didn't belong on the card. I agree with that. This should, he should have never be, even gotten a second chance. Um, I wasn't that impressed with Mike Jackson either, but my God, CM Punk to me just lacks the basic fundamentals of a UFC fighter. He his when he spun around. Did you see that DT when he spun around almost like a ballerina? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was very awkward. He's lacks the fundamentals. I mean, it was almost watching like a rookie in NXT who just got signed and just has a match on a dark match. I, I don't know what he's been doing for two years. I, he is a great wrestler. He is one of my favorites. He is great in that ring in the WWE ring of honor, wherever you put him. He's a star. He doesn't belong in this 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 type of uh, vehicle. It's just not for him. 
And, you know, it's who am I to say it? I don't know. I'm watching it. I'm a fan. I, to me, I want to see him back in wrestling. I hope he's so, you know, I know he's really bitter against the WWE, but I hope he shows up at All In. I hope he considers going to Ring of Honor. I hope he comes back to wrestling. He's 39 years old. Um, I just saw a defeated man, and I felt very bad for him. I really did. I felt sad for him. Um, I, I felt like, you know, you try and you try again, but when does it kick in and say, this isn't for me? I, it's up to him to say that, but I would hope someone around him, whether it's AJ, his wife, <clears throat> April, her real name, or someone just tells him, look, you know, dude, this, this is, you're going to, you're going to get seriously hurt. And this time I think he, 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 right. He went to the hospital protocol. He's fine from what I understand. I saw his tweet. I can even read it if you want me to, uh, what he said to the fans. You mind if I read it, DT? Sure, go ahead. Uh, CM Punk, first thing he said, he said, you win some, you lose some. I'm one and one this week and I'll take it. Thanks to my team, my family, my friends, and the fans. Wouldn't be here without any of you. Respect to the truth, Jackson. Thanks for the fight. You only live once, and I'm alive. In capitals. Okay. <clears throat> but again, I felt nothing but uh, sympathy for him and sadness, and I want him to be back in the spotlight where he is a superstar. And uh, people are like, well, it's proven he can't fight. He's a good fake fighter. I don't look at it that way. I look at it that he's a good entertainer. He's a good professional wrestler. That's his calling. This isn't his calling. I, I just I don't see how he doesn't see that. But it is up to him. But he is almost 40 years old. And uh, I'd love to see him come back. And, uh, again, I, I just saw a guy who didn't belong in there. And I'm glad he wasn't badly hurt. And Dana White has released him. He is now not part of UFC anymore. He's officially been cut, so to speak, called fired, called cut. Um, and Dana didn't seem to, you know, Dana gave him props and said, I saw the, the post stuff with Dana White saying, no, oh, he's got a lot of heart and stuff, but he doesn't, he doesn't belong here. He shouldn't have been on the card. Dana himself said that. I don't know if you saw that, DT, mm -hmm. that he did. That, sh that match shouldn't have been on the card. Okay, now, now where does he go from here? I, I don't know. Um, I saw CM Punk's interview. He had claimed he's not going to be at All-In, but maybe he can check. This was before the fight. I think he went through a lot with the court case, too. Um, I think that took a lot out of him. I don't know. I'm, 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 you know, I know a couple of years ago I was very hard on him, and I, I stick by that because that was then. This is now. Now I, I feel like he's a defeated guy. He's got to lick his wounds a little bit and maybe come back to wrestling where he's beloved. And I think he'll get, I said it the other day, the, an epic pop when he does choose to come back. And that's really all I got to say about that. Okay. Um, I disagree with almost everything you said. Um, really? But hear me out. Um, one thing I will say right off the bat is no matter how Kev feels, I feel, anybody listening, whether you like CM Punk or you don't like CM Punk, whether you wanted to see him do this or didn't, I think one thing that we can all agree upon, that CM Punk is one tough son of a bitch. Because just because you lose doesn't mean that you didn't take a beating. And that guy took a beating. And he, you know, even though it appeared that Mike Jackson was taunting, which I totally disagree with, I think Mike Jackson, also because he's not a great you know, fighter. You, you think he's own one in his career also. Yeah, I right. think everybody expected him to go for the kill and take him out of his misery. And, you know, the fucking guy is own one. So the guy may not have, like, even on, figured out. Or, you know, you get you get in the match and sometimes you get, you uh, you turn black in your, in your mind and you get a brain cramp or you just get lost and you don't 
know how you should go. Sure, was he having emotion? Obviously. This is fucking Ultimate Fighter. This isn't fucking cir the circus. All right, it's not ballet. Of course, when you have adrenaline and you're fighting someone for real and you're beating the fuck out of someone, you're supposed to sit there with no emotion and be like The Undertaker and get up and fucking be white as a ghost? No. You get into it, you taunt, people boo you, you get into it, this and that. You know, it, it, taunting to me in UFC is picking up the guy, guys all, you know, like out of it, almost like Club of Lang right before he knocked out Rocky Balboa. Well, I didn't say taunting. I'm not I, saying I, you. I'm talking no. just in general. I'm Because people out there were saying that and, and even, you know, Dana White's very emotional comments after calling, you know, uh, you know, just really giving a lot of bad mouth to Mike Jackson. I don't like Mike Jackson. I don't follow UFC all that much and I'm not a big fan of it. But, you know, it's, it's this is UFC. The guy, CM Punk, got the opportunity because of his fame. He didn't get the opportunity because he was this great MMA fighter or an aspiring MMA fighter. He wanted to try MMA. UFC and Dana White saw the name draw. And Dana White saying he should have never been here before is fucking bullshit because he knew how many people that don't normally watch UFC would watch it out of curiosity. They drew money with CM Punk. Now because he's 0-2 and the second fight was against a guy that's 0-1 that doesn't have a great career and now that Dana White realized, okay, you know, what else are we going to do? We really can't. All right, we can't tried it. We made some money and that's the end of it. But in my opinion, okay, CM Punk, um, when you said that he, you know, lacks the basics, I actually disagree with that. In my opinion, this is just my opinion. You didn't think he looked awkward with no, those kicks and when he spun around like I'll, that? I'll tell you what I think. Yeah. Um, I think he has the fundamentals. I think he knows the basics of UFC fighting. What CM Punk lacks <clears throat> Okay, and you can't, this is not something you could do in wrestling either. All right, adrenaline, emotion, instinct, fine. You know, you're in the ring because it's like riding a bike because you become so experienced in it. it, it you know, doing moves is like riding a bike. You don't even think twice about it. You know how to do things. You know, you flow. You could tell stories, this and that. But when it comes to UFC, CM Punk has the basics. What he doesn't have is instinct in the ring and when you are an ultimate fighter or you're and and this is why i disagree also about the court thing why i think anybody saying that the stress of the court you know put this into play why i think that's totally off if i get into a fight in a bar if i get into a fight with someone over a road rage incident if somebody tries to break into my house Somebody tries to grab my girlfriend's ass. Somebody says something to my mother the wrong way. And I end up getting in a, in a fist fight. All right. Instinct kicks in. It's, it's not like, well, you know, I had a bad day at the office and I couldn't really think right. So No, when you get into a fight with someone and you have to really defend yourself, otherwise you're going to get your motherfucking ass kicked. All of the stress from work, being tired, not getting sleep, that goes all out the door. It is strictly instinct and adrenaline. You see people that have said that they didn't even realize they got shot because of the adrenaline kicks in. And but the DT, you are talking about unexpected 
things that kick in. When you were at a bar, you were going to have a good time. You don't expect right, something to grab instinct. your girlfriend. You were acting as a protector from an instinct. But he is preparing for a fight. He knows I, he's going to get right, hit in the face. But, but the thing he's is, he's in training to be right. In but combat. It's, yeah, but it's not. This isn't like it's not like amateur wrestling. That if you, somebody puts a hold on you and you reverse it, you take them down. Ah, two points. No, you got someone who all of a sudden is wailing on your head, wailing in your on your stomach, kicking you everywhere but Sunday. There is no such training like, well, how do I combat this and this? And when I'm having this problem, it's, it's instinct. Somebody starts beating the fuck out of you. You, you can't, him doing a spin thing, you know, that's, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. It's just instinct. I mean, there's instinct and there's not. I mean, listen, I work with bouncers and stuff and they are prepared for fights at any time and how they handle it is based on a case by case basis. But they don't, they go to work knowing that they can get into a fight, but not knowing how it's going to go down. When you're going into combat, like I said, he's, you're supposed to size up your opponent, match up. You have months to scout your opponent, see what he does. You're right. There's not a lot on this guy. He hasn't hasn't fought that much. Right. But when someone starts wailing on your face breaks your fucking nose. Well, your instinct is to protect yourself. Right, but what I'm saying is when someone is wailing on your face, breaks your nose, starts kicking you like a motherfucker, right? there's nothing your instinct has to immediately go into that UFC manual and or say, survival, I need, yeah, survival, I need to do this, 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 and this, and he doesn't have that. Right. He doesn't have the instinct for the survival mode and this, this, and that, all right? Oh, do, Could, we, do, we, agree, do we agree that this is not for him? Yeah, it's not for him. Okay. He doesn't have the, in, in my opinion, he doesn't have the instinct. All right, he's got the basics down and he has some counters, but when he gets into to trouble, that's when you go deep, deep inside and you pull out that animal raw instinct, just survival, everything about yourself that you really can't train to the fullest of. I mean, some, when you're training to be a UFC person, yeah, you you counter, you learn moves, you fight, this and that, you have contact, but someone isn't there really breaking your fucking nose trying to break your arm try you know what i'm saying like they're not getting to that far and when the person on the opposite end is trying to do all that to you and you just lose it i mean that's really in my opinion what happened plus he's 40 years old hey it's 40 years you know old. he just sometimes you know we've said it so many times before you have it in your in your mind that you could still do it but physically you can't. We see it with baseball players who get into their late 30s, early 40s. You see it in all walks of life. As much as you really, in your heart, feel, I feel great. I could still do it. And it, But sooner or later, father time kicks in. Um, now, the thing is, and this is going to segue into Corey Graves, is, mm-hmm. you know... If he appears at All In or if he appears at Ring of Honor and he does some wrestling, you know, it would be a good thing to see because you know that he's good at it. You don't have to, you know, it's not, you know, this is choreographed and he is wonderful at that. And he would definitely, when people were saying, oh, that's going to kill his wrestling career. No, it's it's not. not. We agree on that. No, it's not. it's going to kill his wrestling career. Yeah, it's not at all. It's it's you're talking about simulated violence and you're you're trying to tell me that he loses all. Tell me how if Ronda Rousey were to get pinned from Carmella, let's say, from anybody out there. All right. right. 
You're trying to tell me that, oh, Ronda Rousey, she's finished. You know, she lost to Carmel. She couldn't even do, you, do UFC again. How ridiculous does that sound? You know, yeah. it's just you're going from entertainment to a real fight. Now you're going from real fighting back to entertainment. You can't compare one to the other. And, <clears throat> and quite honestly, Brock Lesnar, you know, he hasn't been in a UFC ring in v quite some time, and he hasn't won every single match. <laughs> he hasn't match. been in a WWE ring in quite Yeah, some he hasn't time. been in there either. But um, I just, you can't compare the two. Now, I will say this. Um, the Corey Graves stuff I found very interesting. And I purposely didn't say anything until late Sunday night because I wanted to basically see how everybody was reacted to it. I wanted to, you know, pay attention to the time stamps of how when this all went down. And then I just took a step back. And it's interesting because I think my view on it is completely different than everyone else's. But basically, for those that don't know what's going on, um, almost immediately after... CM Punk's fight ended. Uh, Corey Graves went on Twitter and, you know, wrote one or two tweets. And I guess he wasn't prepared for the outrageous backlash that he was going to get from people. So then he decided to tweet and tweet and tweet and tweet. And it turned into uh, a mess. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. So I'll give everybody pretty much the synopsis of how this went down online, and you tell me, tell everybody what you think. I'll tell everybody what I think. Sure. But at 11.09 p.m. on Saturday night, Corey Graves goes on Twitter and writes, and I quote, maybe abandoning everybody who stood by your side, even when we weren't supposed to, only to have you turn your back on us wasn't the right move after all. No anger, only sadness. So Corey Gray's feeling sad for CM Punk and basically making that comment. So right away, internet starts ripping on Corey Graves. And the one tweet that said Corey Graves off, somebody wrote, kind of like when you turn your back on the principles for the Saudi oil money. No anger, only sadness. So Corey Graves responds and says, still waiting on that check, probably because I get a salary regardless of where they send me. But you read the internet so you clearly know more than I do. Mm. At 11.22 p.m., about 13 minutes after the first tweet, he writes, and I quote, Aw, seems the fans are disappointed. Maybe you guys should know that that dude, meaning CM Punk, held my first son before I did because I was on tour and I trusted him. I had dinner with him the week after he quit. One minute later, he writes, and I think the timestamps are important, and I think that this is something that a lot of people left out. A minute after he wrote that, he writes, the first rule of punk rock is loyalty, and this guy betrayed it all. I still love you, friend, and I'm sorry you, you got lost. So then he gets ripped apart even more. The tweet that sets off Corey Graves again, quote, where is your loyalty? Not to your friend, who was clearly as unhappy as he ever was, but with your billion-dollar corporate bosses. Yeah, super punk rock, bro. Tell me all about punk rock. So Graves says, as a response, my loyalty. Oh, would you like the before or after? I've got both. I mean, one can only be shit on by their best friend for so long before they smarten up. No? But it's cool. I'm sure you love Kenny Omega, and I'm sure more about this business and friendship than I do. So you could see that Corey Graves is very 
emotional. And he's revealing a little bit as far as how close he was with CM Punk before. Right. He goes on at 11.30 to say, don't worry, hey, Vince McMahon, this has nothing to do with you. Neither you, Triple H, this isn't corporate. This is real life. Calm down, inter-nerds. So then Lou D'Angeli, former sign guy Dudley, and did a lot behind the scenes in wrestling too. He writes, and I quote, 99.9% of the time, I don't care about what people say about my brothers and sisters because I know the truth and the love I have for them is unmatched. I'm so sad that Corey Graves is so uncomfortable and distraught in his life that he targeted CM Punk tonight. Keep in mind, this is about a half an hour after the event ended. So... Corey Graves' response, dude, I'm far from distraught. I'm in a good place. I'm just really bummed that I had a true friend turn his back on me for no other reason than the company that employs me. So the tweet that sets off Corey Graves again, I guess Corey Graves is upset with CM Punk because we all know the only thing Graves can do is sit at that desk playing second to Michael Cole. Graves says, remember that time I was forced to retire due to concussions? Yeah, me neither. But you have Twitter, so you're an expert at our job, I guess to insinuate that he really wasn't forced into retirement. So now we go all the way to 10 to 4 in the morning. And Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, I guess, got in contact with Corey Graves over these last three hours and wanted to know a little bit more as far as behind the tweets. And he basically said to uh, Sean Ross Sapp, to be honest, I, I'd never heard of or been given that ultimatum as far as CM Punk telling people either leave WWE or lose me as a friend. But he says it kind of shocked me when I texted him about grabbing dinner because we were in Chicago and CM Punk told me he no longer had any interest in being friends with me or anybody related to WWE. Mm-hmm. Quote, I respected his drive and him doing his own thing. He, he sent me the text shortly before his first fight. Part of me thought it was just he was in his zone, and I didn't take offense. I texted him the next day of his first fight, something along the lines of, yeah, I know life is nuts. I still wish you good luck, um, blah, blah, blah. What really set me off this week is when he essentially disowned the business that made him. My only issue with him is that he turned off people that actually loved and supported him beyond the business and never wanted anything to do with us yet continued to present himself as this punk hero. And then as far as, you know, the stuff from this week, I guess this guy from Fightful asked if it had to do with the court case and Corey Gray, and I'm almost done. Corey Graves says, yeah, it says zero to do with court or testimony. Nothing I tweeted was corporate. I'm simply hurt and pissed off that a guy that I looked like, look up to like a big brother type has turned his back on me and everyone that loved and supported him only because of the name on my paycheck. I'm definitely not the only one. I'm not going to name names, but there's a large group of us to this day that inexplicably lost a solid friend because of where we work. So now this gets posted online. Two two minutes after it gets posted, he writes, hey, CM Punk, call me tomorrow. I still love you. And Kenny Omega, sorry for dropping your name in a negative manner. And then about a half hour, he leaves his final comments by saying, don't forget, y'all, I actually knew how to fight before I got the TV. And I guess when people were teasing that he should fight CM Punk, he said he would. So that's basically in detail, time-stamped everything of what went down. Chronologically correct. Chronologically everything. So that's what Corey Graves 
said Saturday night, your thoughts on it. You know, I, at first I just was shaking my head saying, Corey, what are you doing, man? I mean, just are you trying to draw heat to yourself? Um, listen, again, DT, and we don't know the relationships that people have. We, you know, opinion show, speculation. We got a lot of things with facts, but other things are open to speculation and debate because we don't know. We're not in the locker room. We don't know how he goes back with CM Punk before WWE. Remember, Corey Graves on the independent circuit in the early 2000s. He's not a young guy either. He's in his 30s. He's not a kid. They go back. And in the punk hardcore scene, those guys are tied between that as well. Uh, I don't know about him being with his kid or any of that stuff. That's all news to me. Again, don't know the relationship. I think Corey was talking from a place of being hurt. Maybe he had a couple of drinks in him. I was very surprised that he tagged Vince McMahon and Triple H. Did you see? You you brought that up, DT. I was very surprised he did that. Um, you know, some people are saying, ah, they don't care about CM Punk, McMahon, and Triple H. Probably thought it was funny. Uh, who knows? Um, I don't know if he got in trouble for that or whatever. I think he was coming from a hurt place, but I think he went overboard. He went over the top. Uh, perhaps just doing even an interview like that with with the with with the dude from Fightful. Um, it was just ill timed. I mean. Uh, towards the latter part of what he said in the beginning he was just like what the fuck is he doing you know boy that's kind of tacky and doing that when CM Punk's having a you know in the fight of his life literally tonight if he's your boy but then he kind of shed a little bit of light on it that CM Punk basically disowned him listen Hornswoggle Dylan was on a shoot interview uh, and talked about CM Punk disowning a lot of people who work there it's like you still work there don't talk to me Go see Hornswoggle shoot interview. Hornswoggle talked about when he asked CM Punk for somebody's number one time, CM Punk accused him of using him, don't use me, I'm not part of the WWE anymore. And D Dylan, his real name, Hornswoggle, was very confused by it. They were very good buddies while they were there. Chris Jericho has brought up that Chris, uh, CM Punk has accused him of getting in contact with him just because to use him or get a, a buzz off his name. And Chris is like, we were friends. Uh, what, what's what's wrong with you, dude? This has been, in, he's been accused of this before. We know CM Punk is a particular type of attitude. Uh, Corey Graves, uh, him too. I get These are two strong-willed, stubborn guys. Uh, maybe that's why they were good friends. I know that CM Punk uh, was like a big brother to um, Corey Graves. L look at their image. Uh, in a lot of ways, I think, Corey is kind of a doppelganger in a lot of ways of CM Punk in a lot of ways. I'm sure he did look up to him. Very similar gimmick. Uh, Corey never got to have that kind of career because he got cut short with the concussion syndrome. Not his fault. It's nothing to make fun of Corey about. I'm sure he loved to wrestle. He's not allowed to. So I don't go there when it comes to making fun of Corey Graves in that fashion. Oh, you you never – he can't compete. It's it's a cheap shot to take at him that way. I don't, I'm not going to do it. Um like I said, I'm, I'm a CM Punk fan. I like Corey Graves as an announcer. I probably would have liked him as a wrestler if I could see what he could do outside of NXT. He wasn't allowed that. Um, I think he's coming from a hard place, DT. They're friends. Maybe had a couple drinks. I'm speculating. And went over the top. Didn't want to take it back. Didn't want to seem like a punk, no pun intended, and delete his tweets because people would have just copied him anyway and showed him. I don't think CM Punk is going to get into I don't think he did anything to better his situation with CM Punk. The friendship is probably done. Corey will just have to accept that and move on. He's not the only one. CM Punk feels he can't be down with anybody working for that company. He feels very betrayed by it, and he doesn't trust anybody. That's something no one can disagree with. Punk is very on his guard about who he, he lets in at this point, and I think he's been that way since he left that fucking place. Why? You know? Why and do you that's think? the way I feel about it. Why do you think? I, I just feel I, he just doesn't – he's just not a trusting person, and if you watch his uh, – 
video, and I've watched it several times. Like it's one of my favorites, his documentary that WWE put out. He talks about if he's not getting what he needs from somewhere. I remember this quote he said, and I feel this way sometimes myself. If, if I'm not getting what I need from somebody, I feel they're not putting in what I'm putting into the relationship, I move on. And I just I go find somewhere else to go that wants me. So you don't. And it's, it's, so you don't you know? think it's fucked up that because someone works for WWE, he wants nothing to do with them. No, I think it is fun. I think your friends. You, listen, man, you're, you're you're if you're boys with somebody, you're boys with them. I think you're right. If the name on the check, don't okay, piss on the name with the check. Who cares? But if that's your guy, don't begrudge him a right to make a living. That's Corey's got a family, and he's he's being announced. He wanted to be a wrestler. He took the next best thing. Should he be punished for that? But I don't know the extent of their relationship. Talking about being there with kids being born and stuff, that's a pretty close friend. When you say DT, yeah. Well, I'll say this. Um, you know, my take on it is, uh, if CM Punk has befriended and turned his back on everybody who was very close with simply because they work at WWE, mm -hmm. um, Corey Graves, even though it might not be politically correct to be writing at 1130 at night, <laughs> but if there was any way of getting everybody's attention, including CM Punk's, that's when you tweet it my yeah. opinion um the only thing that i ever wrote about this online was a tweet that i wrote late last night and i said and i quote here's my two cents on the Corey graves remarks towards cm punk none of this is a shot towards either guy mm -hmm. Corey graves has personal reasons to say what he said we don't we don't have personal reasons right both have alleged have been alleged to be punks but when fans rip one but not the other for acting the same way in my opinion you use lose credibility in your whining and that's what i said about a lot of people online because you know i'm not talking about you or mish or anybody else but yeah i'm talking about people online and people in the business too okay that give cm punk a pass but rip the shit out of Corey graves all right, right. I, and it, and i don't base real life emotions because someone had a title for 434 days and someone didn't right, All right, right. when the guy talks about cm punk holding his firstborn you know we just wrapped up last week's dtkc show that at the end of the day celebrities and famous people cry like we do they bleed like we do they have pain just like us they just happen to have more money and more notoriety you see how right. dennis rodman acted tonight i think yeah. that was a perfect example of what we said to close out last week's show what so my opinion is is that what Corey graves showed me more than anything else is that he is tremendously hurt mm -hmm. personally hurt at cm punk for destroy, destroying and closing out their friendship simply because he works for WWE. And I think that's very selfish on CM Punk's part to basically tell someone, especially that Corey Graves has kids, hey yeah. man, you want to be friends with me? You fucking leave WWE. How yeah. the fuck could you tell someone like that with family, with kids, with a relationship, with bills to pay? So it's like... Um, you know, this kind of reminds me, and I know this is a bad an, it, comparison, but I think some people will agree with me on this. Kind of reminds me of what's going on with Trump towards the radical left. Yeah. What they do is they try to hurt Trump every way they possibly can. 
does Trump deserve criticism for Storm, storming Daniels? Absolutely. Does he deserve to be criticized because of that audio recording with uh, whoever it was at the time, Chris Cuomo, whatever it was? Yeah, he right. does. He does. But when they say horrible shit about his young son, Barron, when they say, and we'll talk about Baron Corbin in a moment, but oh, yeah, when they, yeah, when they <clears throat> say shit about his young son Baron, when they say shit about his wife, when they say shit about Ivanka, when they say shit about his family, they're doing it because they're trying to find every way possible to hurt Donald Trump. That's what they're trying to do, and I feel like what CM Punk is trying to do is trying to say the biggest fuck you as he possibly can towards WWE headquarters because of the way he was treated, his staff infection, the way he went out. So he hates WWE. Does he yeah. hate the people that work there? No. But I think what CM Punk thinks is by me standing my ground, ruining my friendship with Corey Graves, telling people that I used to be buddy buddies with... You still work for them. You can't be friends with me. That maybe those people will resent WWE even more. Or maybe uh -huh. WWE will feel guilty because, wow, because of us, this guy can't, it's not even, can't even talk to his friend. It's just a real twisted thing. I don't think anybody was right here, but I'll leave it at this. All right, CM Punk, all right. For many, many years, people have talked about how much of a dick this guy is. They did a fucking documentary, and he talked about how he was a punk. He was a dick. Yeah. He would act like a dick towards people. Yep. So now Corey Graves, in a lot of people's eyes, feel that he's doing the very same thing. So if you're going to rip Corey Graves, you got to also rip CM Punk. And if, and if you don't understand why, then maybe the best thing is to just take a step back Think of it in your personal real life situation. How would you feel if your best friend, the one that held your newborn, this and that, told you or just stopped calling you completely just out of nowhere and said, dude, you work for that place. You can't be friends with me anymore. I think the guy is tremendously, tremendously hurt personally. No, do I, I have no doubt that this is real. Some people thought, hey, is this another Booker T no, thing? No, no, no this, this is real deep, deep emotions. Could have Corey Graves have handled it differently? Absolutely. I heard what Mish and Agreed. Joey said, and they were, Joey and Mish were spot on also. I just feel that if Punk hurt so many people the way they did and the way it's being described, I know it's fucked up, but you know what? 11.30 on Saturday night, half hour after his fight, once they knew that he was fine, he just going to the hospital, could just to be observed. Maybe that's the time you really, just as much as CM Punk wants to maximize the hurt to WWE, I think Corey Graves wanted to maximize his hurt to CM Punk, and you do it at 11.30, half hour after he got his ass kicked, instead of doing it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday when nobody's paying attention. Well, I, I'm on 100% agree with you, DT. You're, I'm glad you said what you're saying because you're you're spot on, absolutely. Um, and I think before anybody says he could have called them, he could, he did read what he's he's tried to call him. He's wished them well. He you saw what CM Punk's reaction was to him. Now people could say, well, he was clear and concise. He wants nothing to do with him. 
Corey didn't accept that because they were boys. They were tight. He knew that something, maybe it's the fight, something's in his head. Let me give him some space. Corey probably continued to reach out to him and still got put on ignore. And that's that's a tough pill to swallow for somebody because of where they're employed. And I think CM Punk making Corey Graves, maybe Hornswoggle, who claims he was very good friends with CM Punk, and other people collateral damage because of, well, you know, your collateral damage, that's what happens when you're a member of the E. That's not fair. It's just, it's it's not fair. And and I think he's just paranoid that if Corey goes back and says he had a conversation with me and tells Vince how I'm doing, I think Corey, I see him just being paranoid. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they're really friends, it should have survived this and it should survive more than a paycheck. Don't you think so? Deep? I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, it's just, they're trying to make a living. You know, and like I said, I think it's ver- it's a little much for, for CM Punk to basically give people an ultimatum who have families, who have bills, who have expenses, who have kids. Turn around and say, you know what? Cause yourself financial angst if you want to be my friend. I think that's wrong. Yeah. I think it's way wrong. So Don't you think he, they're proving being a friend that they're reaching out to see how he's doing? Isn't that well, being a friend? What, you know, what more can you? What more well, can you do? At thirty-nine years old, and you're set. <sighs> you're pretty much set yeah. the way that you are. And it sounds like that CM Punk. I, I don't think there's going to be an intervention. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I don't CM Punk's so. going to walk home one day, and AJ Lee's going to have a bunch of his old friends all sitting on a couch and forcing to do an intervention until they, you know, they they all hug it out. I don't see that happening, and it's sad. But you know, I just think. There's a lot of raw emotion there, and yeah, there you know, I just I, as as fucked up as it comes across on Corey Graves's part, I think people need to step back and just remember we're dealing with human beings also, and um, you know, it's personal between them, and you know, I just leave it at that. And you know that Twitter brings that out, and social media just in general brings this out in people. Sure, sure, it does. It, you know, but social media. And I've talked about this on episodes of blah, blah, blah. Social media is the reason why we have more shootings. Social media is the reason why we have more suicides. Social media is the reason why you have more people that are depressed and everything else because it becomes a drug. The addiction to attention, the addiction. I mean, fucking just posting YouTube videos of of you walking down a fucking supermarket. Hey, should yeah. I? You know, I'm buying this pancake mix today. This this desperate need that people have to, you know, that to feel noticed, to feel wanted. Assure, to feel assurance. They need assurance. That's yeah. why it blows me away when I see this stuff on TV. Why are there more suicides? Why are there more school shootings? It's the fucking internet. Because you become fucking famous if there was no internet and you'd just be on regular local TV news and in a week or two you forget about the person. The internet makes people live in infamy. Why do you think these people always have videos and pictures and subliminal tweets and texts? They want to be noticed. The internet is the demise of a lot of people and causes a massive amount of problems. And the internet is also very, very good, but it also brings out the worst in people. Spot on again. By the way, shout out to everybody in the chat room. If you noticed, uh, you know, I've been very, very mellow down to earth. I mean, goofy podcasters, you know, I I, I brought this up on Breakfast with Blasi. Yeah, I think some people forget when I say goofy websites and podcasters, that doesn't mean 99.9% of the people listening. The reason why I mention them is because a lot of you out there 
go on these websites, listen to these podcasts, and then you shower me with tweets and messages and posts. Hey, DT, what do you think about what this person said? What do you think about this being reported? What do you think about this? And I'm not going to come up here and be a podcast that basically reviews what other people are saying. You know, we give our opinions about news and stuff and predictions, but we're not going to sit here and give opinions based on other people's opinions. If it's a famous wrestler or if it's something newsworthy, that's different. But, um, you know, I, I bring people to their attention. And look, look at, we'll segue into this, Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. You know, I, people thought I was trolling tonight. And I, yeah, I really was trolling. I wrote on Twitter tonight, congratulations to Brock Lesnar. He now surpasses CM Punk uh, as 434 days as champion. He is now in sixth place of all time behind Pedro Morales. And I think Pedro had, I don't know, 1,000. Something like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, he had. Over 1,000. He had 1,000, I have it right here. Uh. 1,027 days. But but if you notice, I didn't use anything with record. All mm-hmm. I said was that congrats to Brock who passed CM Punk's reign. He now holds the sixth longest title reign in WWE history. You know, male champions. You know, the heavyweight championship. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. You know, people titling it record and stuff like that. It's not a record. No. You know, and by the way, you know, I noticed the latest thing. People are putting side by side. Brock Lesnar, 434 days, defended only 10 times. CM Punk, 434 days, defended it whatever amount of time. Dozen and dozen and dozens. Yeah. And meanwhile, a lot of these people are right that are huge fans of New Japan. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, motherfuckers. Okada was champion for 720 days and only defended the title, I think, 12 or 13 times. My God. So if you're going to, and I don't want anybody to fucking say, well, look at O'Connor's matches compared to Brock Lesnar. First of all, Brock Lesnar, his style and his look and his size and everything about him, his aura, is not supposed to have fucking 45-minute matches and broadways and fucking two out of three falls like Okada does. He's not built for that. He's not built for that. And this is a WWE product. You can't turn around. This And the only reason why I mention this is because this is the reason why you can't compare Lesnar's title reign to CM Punk's title reign, to anybody else's. If you want to say Brock Lesnar's title reign has sucked because WWE won't have him defend the belt, I am with you 1,000%. Mm-hmm. There are countless YouTube clips of Kevin and I talking about that years ago. You know, people are acting now like this is fucking new with Brock Lesnar not defending the title for two, three, four months. Four or five years ago, three years, whatever it was, you and I were fucking week after week. What the hell are they doing with the title? He's not defending it for four months. This it's, been on many, it's been on topic on many a show. Yeah, it's, it's nothing new. People are acting like, and the funny thing is, is now all the news reports, these are the goofy websites. Brock Lesnar may be finished by SummerSlam. They said the same goddamn thing last year. And I remember we came on the show and, and they even said it early this year, I think in December or January. And they said, oh, right after WrestleMania, he's done. That's it. He's he's finished. And yeah. you and I said, no, no, we heard his contract runs until August. Every fucking year, people just come up with this stuff and just, just stop it. This is WWE and the way they treat the belt. All right. Yeah. They just, they inked. A small number of dates with Brock Lesnar. Like you and I have said, you know, do we think Brock Lesnar's title reign is one of the worst in history? Absolutely. 
Yep. All right, but you know, if everybody says that Brock Lesnar doesn't show up to work, he's not a team player. You know, I leave you with this, and I've said it many times before, and I this is advice for anybody out there that wants to own a discussion about this. Turn around and say to the other person, say, what the fuck? You expect Brock Lesnar to just show up at a Raw unannounced and say to Vince McMahon, you know what? I was in the neighborhood. I was at fucking Starbucks. I figured, you know what? I'll work for free tonight. Put me on the card. I'll defend the title against Curtis Axel. The fuck kind of drugs you people on? That say that shit. <laughs> WWE fucking has a schedule and says, we want you to hear, 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 and hear. What do you expect? Well, you know what? Eh, you know, I should be here. I'll, I'll come next week for nothing. This one's on me. The fuck are you talking about? Do you know any? I mean, just, I, I hear that shit, and I'm like, do you take a step back and hear what you're saying? Brock Lesnar's not a team player. He doesn't show up to work. Fuck kind of in synthetic weed are you? These these things these things are in motion long before these dates are discussed, and then some asterisks are put on contracts because hey Brock, we need you here. Okay, come in, negotiate that. He'll be here that night. But that's you know that's big stars, man. That's what they do with big stars. That's why you know? in the end the whole storyline for WrestleMania didn't work. Mm -hmm. I said yeah. it wasn't going to work, and it didn't work. Them trying to play that Roman Reigns shows up to work every fucking week. Think at the end of the day, people eventually would have that, you know, that re that revelation in their brain. Like, uh, wait a minute, this is WWE telling Brock Lesnar not to show up and everything. Brock Lesnar ain't just staying home because he feels like staying home. Right. He right. didn't just pick up his ball and fucking take off for three weeks because he wants to go hunting instead of being on. This is WWE. I think people realize that. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of Baron Corbin uh, going back to the <clears throat> retro vintage NXT look? Looks much better like that. I mean, most guys do. It's funny, the guys that really hold on to their hair like that and just still, you know, strand by strand think, eh, it's still not. It looks always looks better. He looks better. He's very baby-faced. Uh, I know I saw DTU, people comparing him to Bull from Night Court. Not really. He doesn't mm. look like him. Mm. He doesn't look like Richard Mull. But um, Richard Mull's got a completely different face. Um, but he looks better, still baby face. Maybe you should grow a full beard or something, but it's a better look. It, the hanging on to the strands when you're balding like that is not only Hulk Hogan can pull that off. Nobody else, nobody else should have to pull that off. Baron Young, Baron Corbin's a young man. He shouldn't have a look like that. So wait, shouldn't, shouldn't the people, I don't know what category you would call that or what's association, right. the heavy metal, long haired association of America are they should they be in an uproar tonight because WWE is basically staying that in order to be corporate you shouldn't have long hair and 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 long haired people cannot dress up with a vest and a and a shirt is that the message WWE is sending tonight? I don't believe so. And, and by <laughs> the way, P.S. At my party, I had a lot of heavy metal hardcore guys, and every goddamn my mom even commented there was so many shiny heads at the table. Literally, some by nature and some by choice. But uh, let's see, out of uh, fifteen friends, uh, two guys had hair, and and the everyone else was bald by choice or by nature. And they're all heavy metal guys. I purposely worded this as the retro NXT look as a little shot towards people who have been talking online. I'm not going to mention names who have been talking online and how they've been big time NXT fans since day one, but fucking were amazed and loved the, the new look for Baron Corbin. And this is how he should have been all along and completely forgot that that's how he looked when he came into NXT. He did actually, when he came in, he did look like that. And little by little, he grew his hair out. And that's, you know, it is, then you saw the end result of what it became. Yeah. 
but I think they just have, you know, because let's be honest, that that wet hair strandy look has become his signature look. So looking at him now, I could see where fans have a little bit of a brain fart and don't remember, uh, even if there were big NXT marks said, oh, yeah, DT's right. But that is true. He did come in like that. So you are correct. But I could see people forgetting about it. Well, here's, it. here's the curious thing. Mm-hmm. Can a lone wolf be clean cut? Sure. Be- and the reason why I say that is I want people to start thinking about this. Baron Corbin ain't going to be playing the fucking Tajiri role for forever. He's still going to have matches. Is WWE going to still have him wrestle in, in the same outfits as before? Or are they going to now dress him up almost like the wall? You know, like the button-down shirt? And yeah, the, the wall. That's a good comparison. DT, that's a great comparison because people were saying corporate Kane. But I was thinking the wall Jerry Tootie. That, mm-hmm. that it was more like the wall gimmick uh, from WCW. That's actually a good comparison because mm-hmm. people were saying corporate Kane. I was like, eh, I don't know. About I want to see how they have him dress when he returns to the ring. That I'm going to be very curious about. Because, uh, but you know what? Hey, um, the long stringy hair, you know, what he should have done, if he got any time off, he should have got some hair extensions. He should have got some plugs. Yeah, why didn't he do that? He should have got some plugs, I personally think. I mean, he could have got some plugs, filled it in a little bit more. I think it would have been better, but it was just, it didn't look good the way it is. And you know what? I know as much as he wanted to have long hair, he looks so much better this way. He looks better. Yeah, he does. I mean, and, and it'll get the fans off his back a little bit. And, and maybe they're trying to show some personality with him doing this gimmick. It's so off the cuff of him now. He's going to carry around a clipboard and come out and be like a, a, the Angle's assistant or whatever. It's a, maybe a way to show some personality because maybe they see the heat that he gets on uh, on social media. And maybe there is a side of this guy that has personality, that he's fun in the back, and maybe he's a, he's not a bad guy. Let's show some personality. But he's got a long way to go. Okay, mm-hmm. he's got a new look. Let's see him have a new attitude, and maybe the fans will be more accepting mm-hmm. of him. And it's easy. Go against Kurt Angle, instant heel heat. There you go. I mean, it's really what it is. Um, for those that are curious, back in March, I know we all covered the arrest of Jeff Hardy for mm-hmm. DWI um, in North Carolina. Well, uh, I don't know if it was today. I think it was today. Um, He pleaded guilty for the DWI, and Mm -hmm. he was fined $300 for the court expenses for the case. Mm -hmm. Given a four-month suspended sentence, had to turn over his license, complete um, 48 hours of community service, and will need to... uh, People were writing online, completed assessment and treatment class, it's basically a DWI class. You have to basically go to a class and it tells you why you shouldn't drink and drive and stuff like that. And it also revealed in the North Carolina news articles today that he tested uh, 0.25 on the breathalyzer, which is three right. times above the legal limit. Oh, it's three times. Oh, okay. Yep. So uh, also for those um, that are on a Patreon tomorrow, you're going to be doing Dark Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, are going to be doing Breakfast Soup. Going to get into uh, some New Japan stuff on Wednesday. Um, you know, anybody that did not see the uh, event that took place, Dominion, over the weekend, I saw it. It was excellent. Um, saw the whole thing? Saw the whole thing. Not going to get into match-by-match results right now, but it was it was great. Um, you know, some people call in like these matches, like the greatest they've ever seen. I mean, you know, I think, like I said, as years go by, you kind of forget about the magnitude of some matches that have taken place, but it was a phenomenal pay-per-view from top to bottom. Um, I think Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks getting titles, uh, Chris Jericho having a title. 
I think it's no secret, you know, with them coming to the States and all in and, you know, Jericho Cruz, you're getting some American exposure with the title. So I think once, um, you know, that, that, I no yeah pun intended when that ship sails you know you'll probably see one uh or multiple people uh drop the titles but Dominion was awesome definitely go check it out and by the way for those that are curious Don Callis will be calling the all in event that's going to be taking place I don't know if he's going to be doing it solo but um as of right now he is announced for all in as as doing play by play cool um we got a few more tidbits to get into you. Uh, very quickly, for those that are interested, Slammiversary is coming up July 22nd. Matches already confirmed. Moose versus Austin Aries for the heavyweight title. Madison Rain versus Sue Young for the Impact Knockouts title. Brian Cage versus Matt Seidel for the X Division title. Mask versus Hair Match. Sammy Callahan versus Pentagon Jr. You could have uh, the OGZs versus the LAX. Johnny Impact's going to return and Taiji Ishimori is going to be returning as well. Uh, you want to get into some uh, pay-per-view predictions for mm. Sunday? Yes, we promised people that. Let's give it to them. All right. Uh, before we do, want to shout out uh, some of our new and returning patrons. Quadruple H, Giller Baronston, uh, Benjamin Quiznell, and Deontay Bussey. Deontay is a familiar name. I know Of course. I also want to shout out some of our associate producers, uh, Tygsy Bowers, Brandon Rice, Metaphor Isaac Fox, Marcus Antonius, Douglas McKay, Rob McCabe, Brian Byrne, Razorback Rob, Daniel Warren, Michael Cuomo, Murakums Jr., Spider Lewin, Carl Buteau, aka Cheese and Rice, Julian LeBlanc, Anna the Gay Banana, Crestman, James Deal, CJ Uihara, Scott Woodford, Toby DeShong, Jason Pratt, Josh Wilson, Mandingo Chamberlain, Dan Hayes Valdez, Lucia Dalban, Sean DeMarsh, Bob O'Mac, Timma Everhart, Jeffrey Collins, Matt Militia, Walk Israel, James Gruesome, Anthony Smith, Out Nahia, Aaron Claus, Aaron Walker, Brett Webster, Hassan Al Hashmi, Carlitos mm -hmm. Ortiz Carrera II. Thank you for your service. Simon Hoodie Hood, Nico Time, Michael Paturzo, Billy Taylor, The Evil Baker and Butcher, Croissant and Salami, Villainous Havoc, Courtney Summers, Charles Lentz, Brandon Foley, Michael Westfall, Johnny Marin, Diogo Nobre, Adam Demoy, and Rich Mahark. Get it some more plugs in a little bit. Uh, this Sunday is Money in the Bank. We're going to run through these matches quick. Uh, right now, there are 10 matches announced. We don't know who the last member of New Day is going to be in the men's Money in the Bank match. You know, as I said for multiple weeks, that it should be Big E. We'll find out, obviously, Tuesday on SmackDown. Right. But uh, even with him being in it, you know, I don't know, but let's let's get to it. Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Uh, I'm gonna go with Sami Zayn. Really? Yeah, I just uh, for some reason I just think that uh, Bobby Lashley's been exposed as not what they thought he is, and they're gonna test him and give Sami Zayn the victory. You're a racist, that's man. That's just just my opinion. You're a racist, man. Not true. I You're had a racist. I had That's African American up. people at my birthday party. I got pictures. Oh, you, not you, true. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> you still remember that night? He came back. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That I was indifferent. I, I said I'm indifferent uh -huh. about his return. And people, I agreed with you, and then you got a lot. A of heat lot of people called me racist for that shit. But I'm I, I'm going I, with Bobby Lashley to win. Okay. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley to win. Daniel Bryan versus Kaz. Oh, Big Kaz. Uh, I'm going to go with Big Kaz because uh, he. 
he jobbed out to him already, and I think it's time for him to get a victory. And I don't believe they're putting the big gas behind Daniel Bryan just yet. So I'm going to go with big gas. I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan. I think uh, you know, even it should. The first match should have ended in a DQ. Big Kaz should have just continually beat down Daniel Bryan until he called for the bell. Him tapping out in three seconds. I don't know if it was punishment for the way he treated the midget, but I still think that uh, Daniel Bryan should win. I think the easiest way to do it is have Big Kaz being disqualified. Yeah, but not he's not going to tap out and get pinned again. That's too uh, that much. would be ridiculous. Okay. If he taps okay. out again, I mean, I then, they're, they're just what are they doing with to this guy? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Bludgeon Brothers defending the SmackDown Tag Titles versus the Good Brothers. I'm going to go with the Good Brothers. I li- I'm starting to get on board with the Good Brothers. I like I like the gimmick. I'm starting to see their personalities outside the ring. I like the way they interact with each other. I like the Bludgeons, but I like them better as the Wyatts. Put the belts on the Good Brothers. Give them, put the gas behind them. See if they could do anything. It's interesting. So mm-hmm. Three matches so far, and we disagree on all three. I'm going with the Bludgeon Brothers retaining. Okay. Yeah, going with them retaining. Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. I, I just I can't get behind Jinder Mahal. I'll go Roman Reigns by default. I just I, I'm I just can't support Jinder Mahal. I can appreciate reinventing himself, but I'm going to go Roman Reigns. Yeah, I agree with you. Carmella defending the SmackDown Women's oh. Title versus Oscar. Oscar's got to get it. I, I they got to get the it's a talk about failed experiment. Carmella's adorable, but uh, she's not in Oscar's league to make Oscar job to her or whatever is asking too much. It's time to put Oscar back in the spotlight as one of the best. I'm gonna say Oscar's going to win, but by disqualification. Okay. Or oh, that, Carmella. That, uh, I'm sorry. That Ellsworth rumor is bullshit, right? You know, there's a rumor going around that James Ellsworth might be at Money in the Bank. You know, I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, it, it would be cool. cool. To see, it would Thank be you. cool. But at this point, do you really want to reopen that storyline with Carmella? See, because in my opinion, look, I've said this for a long time now. Carmella is best at screaming, mm-hmm. you know, like taunting and yelling. But her in-ring work is just, I don't like it. I just, it's not believable. You know, she needs, like, other women to get involved, to take take the focus off of her. And that's really what it is. Take the focus off of her. And um, they really worked hard to make us forget that James Ellsworth was in a corner. That's so they don't what, even bring him up. Yeah, right. They, I mean, they really went out of their way. If you remember the vignettes and the promos when she first got gold, they went out of their way to the point where I remember fans online saying, wow. They went out of their way to forget, make us forget about James Ellsworth. Yeah. Why would you go out of your way to that point and then turn around and bring him back? Well, just have him foil the whole victory for Oscar and have an excuse. Sure, mm-hmm. but they still went out of their way trying to make us forget about that he was ever involved with that. Maybe they thought she could fly on their own and maybe thought twice about it. Maybe think she needs an assistant. Could be. You know? Could be. I just we'll see, uh, we'll see what I, see what happens. You know? I'm a little skeptical about her uh, him returning in that capacity, but it'd be cool. But yeah. uh, I just I don't know. Logic doesn't seem like it makes sense anymore. Okay. Um. So I, I'm going to say Carmel is going to retain. Okay. All right. I don't I don't know if she'll defeat Oscar, but I just think there's going to be a swerve and uh, or DQ or count out or the fucking. Those uh, Peyton Royce and the other fucking uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they'll probably get involved, and Billy we'll Kay. probably have the referee go, "You're out of here," and then then there'll be a fucking roll up or something or or a DQ. Okay. Seth Rollins versus Elias for the IC title. Uh, I'm, I'm 
thinking since Rollins is going to get pushed to a bigger thing, it's not a big deal that he drops the belt and loses the belt to Elias. I'm going to go with Elias finally getting some hardware. I, uh, I'm i a big fan of Elias. I said repeatedly leading up to past WrestleMania, no rush. Don't have, you know, let Mania take place, and then he'll start getting his momentum. I'm just not convinced that WWE is going to push Seth Rollins against Brock Lesnar, which I would like to see. I think Seth Rollins is going to retain. Okay. Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, all sorts of fucklery with uh, Natty interfering, uh, DQ. Um, it's going to be a disqualification. I agree with you. No, no pin, no submission. Some sort of fucklery that gets um, sets her up for another match. So I'll say Nia will retain due to some chicanery. I think the outcome of this match is going to depend on when the women compete. If Natty, if they do this match early and Natty wins the briefcase, you almost kind of feel like Ronda Rousey may get the, the victory and then Natty cashes it in and swerves her best friend yeah. and gets the belt. And we go into Raw with uh, Natty as the champion, Ronda Rousey wondering what the fuck just happened. Yeah. Okay. That's a good. That's a good scenario. I I like the idea to a certain extent. What I don't like about it is Ronda Rousey still hasn't wrestled on Raw. She's uh, had one Mania match. So if that scenario takes place, you know what I mean. It's like I, they're gonna nah. have a confrontation, and then what? I almost feel that it might be better for Natty to maybe be in the corner of Ronda Rousey and somehow unintentionally, intentionally, like cause Ronda Rousey to get pinned or distracted or something or just some faux pas and Naya gets the belt. Not saying that, that Natty has to turn on Ronda Rousey this quickly. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, I think Natty will cost Ronda Rousey from having that belt. Yeah, I agree. You know, there's got to be some fuckery because there is no way that uh, Ronda Rousey is getting pinned clean, no. you know, in this century right now. No. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So it's either got to be a DQ, bullshit, you know, maybe she's at ringside, inadvertently gets involved, referee calls for the bell, everybody's pissed off, Ronda Rousey looks confused. And, you know, Natty's like, oh, my God, did I just do what I did? And, you know, and then we'll yeah. see on Raw her her very mundane voice. That's okay, Natty. It, things happen. Uh, you know, it's, it's but yeah. I just I what I don't see is Ronda Rousey showing up on Raw, holding that belt held high. Mm. I'd be shocked. Be very I, surprised at that. So would I. It's rushing it. All right. So with that said, the women's money in a bank ladder match. Oh, a tough one um i finally go with uh sasha banks yeah yeah know, i'm gonna stick with natty i'll really? stick with Natty. yeah because i could i see it's it's a fu- it's a fucked up situation because ronda rousey doesn't win then it makes no sense for natty to keep coming out there with the briefcase over and over and over again um, you know, I mean, Becky Lynch seems like the one that has the least momentum right now. Naomi, I know, is the biggest long shot, but yeah, she's a long shot. I'd like to see well, Becky. A lot, a lot is the biggest long shot. Uh, 
yeah, that too. But, you know, I could see them having an unexpected winner, like a shocking winner. I mean, could you just imagine Lana picking out the briefcase and people be like, holy fuck, you know, where did that come from? I wouldn't be surprised if the shock value with that. But, you know, I, out of everybody who I would like to see get the briefcase, Speculich. Becky, yeah, I agree. Becky Lynch finally has maybe turned the page a little bit. We we thought that they just forgot about her. She was just a forgotten girl, and now she's winning a lot of her matches. Uh, she changed her outfit a little bit, changed the look up a little bit. Um, I like her, and I, I think uh, she always gets – she's very unheralded in this company. So I'm going with Sasha just because – uh, I just feel like, you know, it's now, not now or never for Sasha, but so many, like, one step forward, two steps backwards, always for Sasha and Bailey. Poor Bailey. I don't even know what to even say about her anymore. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm on the fact, I mean, I'll stick with my prediction because, you know, but uh, Becky is a good one, too. I'm sorry I didn't say that, but I'll, I'll stick with Sasha for some stupid reason. The message to WWE. At this point, we don't give a fuck that Bailey and Sasha Banks are having problems at being friends. Yeah, we don't fucking care. We don't. It care it's over mm. um men's money in a bank miz versus rusev versus braun Strowman versus bobby Roode versus kevin owens versus samoa joe versus finn balor versus a member of new day um i'm i know it's a long shot i'm i don't know if it's a long shot but i'm gonna go with miz i'm gonna go with the miz yeah i'm gonna go with miz too oh good okay there yeah i mean i would love to see biggie get the briefcase would you though you think he's ready for that you know what he can have the briefcase, tease it for like six months, nine months, then cash in and unexpectedly. Easy way to put the world title on him without his feud or, or storyline first. So if you ask me who I would like to see get it, Big E. Um, I think Miz, you know what? I'm going to go with Big E. Yeah, even though he hasn't even been announced yet, I'm going to go with Big E just to be different. I mean, because Miz obviously... You know, he, he's, you know, really been the cream of the crop. and But I don't know if he actually needs to come out with a briefcase every week. I think Big E having that briefcase would be a really, a much easier way for his path to the world title without having a storyline or a feud first. Yeah. So okay. I'll go Big E. And finally, last man standing match for the WWE title, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke. Um, I just don't believe AJ, I'm, Shinsuke is ever going to, Get the better of this. I just think he's going to be an upper mid-card heel. Um, I'm going to go with AJ. Yeah, me too. I'm going with AJ. I know a lot of people are going with Nakamura, but really? I don't know, man. Yeah, I just I just don't feel... I, I want to see Samoa Joe and AJ Styles compete for the belt. Yeah. You know, and, and Samoa Joe doesn't need the briefcase to feud with AJ Styles. No. So, I could, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, AJ Styles retaining. Okay. So speaking of New Day, for those that are curious, here's something interesting for all you video game fans out there. This Thursday, if you go on the um, the website, is it the website? Um, no, it's Capcom's Twitch mm -hmm. account. At 4 o'clock Eastern this Thursday, there's going to be a video game competition between the New Day and the Elite. I kid you not. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are going to be facing the New Day in a Street Fighter uh, team battle. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's hyped on WWE.com. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Because of this, you got people trying to be creative with their news. WWE is going to try to sign the Elite, and there's going to be a bidding war. And it's a, that's just people fucking getting a hard on. Fantasy. No, that's true. I mean, will they be in WWE one day? Very, very, very possible. Could be very likely. 
But mm. right now, it's just a fucking video game, people. It's a, just like Impact Wrestling going on the fucking the, the fucking boat, Jericho's Cruise. That doesn't mean mm. Jericho is now part of Impact Wrestling. Well, it's true. And actually, I got some news about Enzo Mori appearing in our area. Yeah, here, I was gonna, Queens. Yeah, I was going to mention that next. Um, August 17th. Mm-hmm. House of Glory in uh, Queens. He is going to appear. We don't know yet if he's going to be wrestling or if he's going to be rapping or just cutting oh. a promo, but he is going possibly, to appear. Uh, possibly an autograph session. Yeah, I'll tell you what's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, people out there should pay very close attention to websites right now because you can figure out who likes Enzo and who doesn't. Exactly. And you could also figure out what websites that, despite if they like him or don't, cover the news fairly. Because the fair websites are just plugging that he's going to make his first wrestling appearance at House of Glory. The websites that really like him are really putting this over as like a major thing. And, you know, fine. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But the websites that don't like Enzo keep reminding us that the Phoenix police, you know, investigated rape allegations and found insufficient evidence to press charges. The fucking guy got cleared. He was never charged with every, anything. Stop fucking bringing it up. I see websites. If Enzo takes a shit and tweets about it, they write, Enzo Amore went on Twitter today to tell everyone that he took a dump. This is the former WWE star that uh, recently was cleared of, of, of any allegations of rape by the Phoenix Police Department due to insufficient... Leave it the fuck alone. They keep yeah. bringing it up to keep keeping this dark cloud around the guy. That's dead story. Yeah, it's a dead story. It really is. Um, Also, by the way, for those interested, Ronda Rousey is going to be inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. That's right. Uh, Some people think that the reason of her getting this title shot and possibly winning it is because she's going to be inducted so quickly July 5th. I don't know if WWE needs to put a belt on her even if she showed up at the UFC Hall of Fame. Yeah. And and I think it would be very interesting to see her show up at the UFC Hall of Fame with an entertainment title. Yeah, that would be, yeah. That's, you know what uh, I mean? It's I don't know. I just I just don't see it happening. No, I don't I don't think so either. And also um and I know you know this too DT. Shout out to Brutus Beefcake who's having some uh major uh knee replacement surgery tomorrow. Um he posted something just yesterday, actually. Countdown to surgery starts now. Been in pain and workout. Has been affected. Not good for overall health. After I'm done with rehab, it's a whole new workout with DDP yoga. At real DDP stepped up like only he can. Going to teach this old dog a few new tricks. God bless. Uh, he's scheduled for the surgery tomorrow. And even Hulk Hogan, I guess, did they make amends here, DT? Hulk Hogan tweeted out, Praying for Brutus's perfect health after his knee replacement surgery this Tuesday. After six knee surgeries, two knee replacements, two hip replacements, and nine back surgeries, I know it only gets better. Brutus, say strong, only love. This too shall pass. God's got you, my brother. HH. Did um, Brutus thank the fans for anybody that contributed money towards him? Uh, there was something about this. You know, he's got the GoFundMe. Yeah. So uh, he, yeah, he did post something about thanking the fans and stuff, and plugged his GoFundMe thing. Okay. But I kind of left that out. But that is a, a major no. I was fact. just curious because uh, about a month he did, he did, he did. Yeah, about a month, that. month and a half ago, I criticized him because the same day that he found out he needed surgery, his immediate answer was to open up a GoFundMe. 
And I know, yeah, and you gave the lowdown on how everyone could pretty much. You know, yeah, but you know what? I, I hope his surgery is a success. And uh, it's good that he's getting it quickly because, I, you know, I deal with pain every day. And Lord knows the agony this guy's going through. And nobody yeah, wants and me. I mean, it, it, it did. I mean, but the, the Hogan thing surprised me because he really, you know, went to town on Hogan in his recent book. Yeah. So I guess Hogan has forgiven. Maybe they're at a place now. Again, we don't know. Again, there you go, right, DT? We don't know the, the the friendship. We don't know if they had phone calls between them and everything's cool now, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But they go back a long way. Those guys are friends since 1975, dude. Yep. Yeah. So maybe uh, as older men now, maybe Hogan just has said, fuck it. Let me just shout out my friend. Hope, he, hope he's okay. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Lance Storm is going to be training Rey Mysterio's son. Remember Dominic? Remember the whole like storylines, the little kid? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dom, yeah, Dom, little Dominic. Is Tall motherfucker now. Yeah. yeah, Lance Storm's going to start training him. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and just uh, very quickly bef before we get out of here, for those that are interested, WWE Network is going to be airing. We talked about this a while back, but it's it's going to be on June 17th, right after Money in the Bank this Sunday. On their website, they're going to air the documentary about the Hardy Boys. It's interesting because it's going to chron chronicle their, their, as they call it, their ups, their downs, battling their demons. And it's kind of fucked up that they're airing this literally days before Jeff Hardy like pleads guilty to DWI. But um, and for those that are wondering if there's going to be any Impact Wrestling footage on it, yes, there is. Yes, there is. There's a lot of websites saying it'd, it'd be interesting to see if WWE. No, they they licensed more footage. This I know for a fact. You will see some coverage on Sunday. So, um. Very quickly, word association with you. I'm going to just throw a name out there. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, I don't know. Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Uh, donuts. Okay. Um, tacos. Taco Bell. Uh, let's see. The Immortal. Just mentioned him. Hulk Hogan. Okay. Tegan Knox. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you i'll give i'll i'll add some to that kenny dykstra kenny dykstra um spirit squad well the, the reason why i said taking Knox, okay. uh there's a girl in nxt right now her name is nixon newell okay they renamed her they gave her the name tegan Knox. tegan Knox. what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear that you know the first thing that came to mind the fucking piss poor lame fucking attempt at creativity. When they when they first called Kenny Dykstra, Kenny Dykstra, right. what's the first thing that came to your mind when you heard that name, Kenny Dykstra? Lenny, Lenny from the Mets. Yes. Lenny Dykstra, yeah. Doesn't that sound Tegan Knox? Doesn't that sound like Megan Fox? Oh yeah, of course. I was gonna say Mike Knox, but yeah, now that you say Megan Fox, of course. Yeah, yeah. Megan. Tegan Tegan Knox. Does, does she look like does she look like her? No, you? no. Oh. But who names their kid Tegan? T-E-G-A-N. Well, there's Tegan. There's a porn star named Tegan. T-E-A-G-A-N, I think. I think well, Chad, yeah, but the, the A is in there. So to make it Tegan, uh, this is, Tegan. I mean, you, this, Tegan. It, I, I, this has got to be Tegan. It's T-E-G-A-N. Tegan. Tegan. Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. <laughs> I just figured I'd share with you. Oh, I figured with. maybe she, yeah, but I figured she'd maybe resemble Megan Fox. That's why, but if she doesn't. No, no, not at all. So, 
Um, very quickly, once again, shout out to TV Tracks. Uh, taking an extended vacation, definitely deserves it. When is he coming back? Um, I think when he's ready soon. You know, I talked to him off the the you know pr- privately a little bit, and I think the workload really he needed a break. Like I, I said, you know, the, years. It's he's been doing it for years, and not only that, like I said, you know, it's not like. Solo, yeah, it's not just us, but it's solo us and others. It's not like we send him a bunch of clips, say, "Hey, man, if you want to put these up, go right ahead." He listens to every minute of every hour of all the shows that we all do, and then he takes clips and you know, you know, edits it, uploads it, puts it. You know, that's a lot of work to do Uh in your spare time. But you know, so you just need a little bit of a vacation, and he'll be back shortly. And. you know, everybody out there, you should really support them. TV Tracks is good people. Um, shout out once again to the Texas Podcast Massacre. I know a lot of you out there are, are in, being introduced to it for the first time and liking it, so go check that out. Yeah, it's cool. Rock Reviews, uh, unique podcast as well on YouTube. Um, the Sneaker Addict, DJ Dell's Sneaker Podcast. Uh, Elman Shah and his Displate Store. He's got real cool pop culture artwork that's on like metal, like signs and stuff. He's got a Nintendo one that I want to get, but I don't know where to put it. I don't want to just buy uh-huh. something just to collect dust, mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, I'm looking at your store, Elman. SubZeroComics.com for all your wrestling, collectible, and comic book needs. Christ in the Toyverse has a really cool podcast. I know there were a few people on Solo Monsters board that were asking today, you know, any good podcast out there about toys? Crisis in the Toyverse. Yeah, so yeah. if any of you out there that was interacting in a thread, pass along the word. Your Best Bargains LLC. You can find him on Amazon and, and eBay under the same name. Skyhawks Wrestling Collectibles. He's on eBay under the name Skyhawk28. And mm-hmm. IsaacFox.com, once again, who blogs wrestling and more. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we call it? Uh, interesting tweet that I saw earlier today from uh, Rusev. Did you see Rusev and Lana's hotel room got broken into in Memphis? Mm-hmm. Um, Rusev tweeted, "Thank you, uh, Sheraton Hotels, Memphis, for cleaning in quotations the room and stealing my wife's camera and money from my wallet." So uh, yeah, someone jacked Rusev and Lana's camera and wallet today or well, well, earlier. It's a little and, odd. Uh, Does yeah. Sheraton usually has safes? Do they? Yeah, in the room they have safes. I'm pretty sure they do. I mean, you know, look, I, it doesn't justify anybody stealing anyway, but I'm pretty certain that they have a safe in the room. He should have just threw it in the safe. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I, he was. It seems like he was inferring that the cleaning people yeah, that's did what it because he put like. in quotes. Put in quotes. I could picture. I, I love Rusev. You gotta love Rusev. He just says what's on his mind. He just does not give a fuck. Who's the cleaning lady from Family Guy? I could picture like. The- oh, 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 oh. Uh, Oh, what the hell? Consuela. Consuela. I could just, I mean, if you, I know it's this bad stereotype, but I could just picture the the person who got questioned at the, the Sheridan going, no, no. Lemon pledge. No, 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 no. Oh, man. That's awesome. Uh, hopefully, you know, the, the camera just, you know, if I was that cleaning person, you know what I would do? Especially because of, I guess, the value of this, they should just fucking drop it in a garbage pail and, you know, drop it somewhere where somebody could easily, find you know, find it and that's it. But they should, um, they probably know like which cleaning people are assigned to which room. So they should be able to figure out quickly. I mean, I don't know what dumb idiot would fucking be working as a cleaning person and then think they'd get away with robbing a fucking hotel room. 
especially today with the security and cameras everywhere, it's impossible to do this. It's not 1978. It's impossible to do that. Yeah. Totally impossible. Yeah. So, well, we're out of here. Um, We actually went went about, you know, 10 minutes more than we planned on it, but I think we got everything in. Uh, Once again, tomorrow, you and Trez, Dark Chronicles, patreon.com slash Don Tony. I'll be on Wednesday with Mish for Breakfast Soup. It's going to be more of a rapid-fire theme and, you know, a few other topics. We'll get into New Japan a little bit more detail. And uh, that's pretty much it. For those listening live, um, this week in wrestling history, and believe me, stay tuned for seven minutes. Just listen to the intro tonight for this week in wrestling history. It is from my personal collection. I don't think... 99% of you out there ever heard what I'm going to play uncensored. And later on during the episode, you'll actually hear the entire segment completely uncensored. I don't want to ruin the surprise, but just stay tuned and you'll really enjoy it. For everybody else on the download, you know, you can find the links like you normally do. Cool. All right, Kev. Talk to you tomorrow. Catch you tomorrow. Everyone else, catch you next Monday. Take care. Once again, shout out to Mish. Hope you're feeling better, my friend. I know he was going to come on tonight, but... Again, if you are on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Don Tony, he will join me Wednesday for breakfast soup. We have a plethora of shit to get into. It's going to be an interesting debate between he and I about the Corey Graves CM Punk stuff because he is totally, totally on the opposite end with me on that topic. Also, shout out to Solo Monster. Hope he is still recovering well. Uh, for what happened to his leg. It was some funny shit on his Facebook yesterday. He did his podcast and uh, was talking about the Sopranos and I guess the ending when Tony Soprano got whacked and he accidentally said Don Tony. So people immediately jumped all over him. So we had some fun online. For everybody that's asking me, I have no interest in seeing John Travolta as John Gotti. I even wrote on Twitter earlier today for those that live in Howard Beach because I live literally three blocks where John Gotti lived, all right? I knew John Gotti, even though I didn't know him well, all right? Family members of his was at my wedding back in 1999, all right? And just my opinion, here in Howard Beach, Friday night around 8 o'clock, if we get a sudden burst of rain, I think it's because John Gotti is looking down and taking a leak on this fucking neighborhood because of John Travolta portraying him as a fucking, as John Gotti. All right, seriously, I'm not kidding. Um, I saw little clips of it. Somebody emailed me like a like a preview. And I'm a John Travolta fan. Saturday Night Fever, Pulp Fiction, and some others. But as John Gotti, I didn't fucking like it at all. In fact, I know his son already commented publicly that, you know, John Travolta tried, but he really doesn't you know, fit the aura of who John Gotti was about. So for those that have been asking me, no, I have no interest in seeing John John Travolta as John Gotti. And the funny thing is, I remember uh, driving home, um, you know, when they were recording in this neighborhood, I'm driving home and literally like a block away, you know, I pull up, I park my car and people are like, hey, you want to go around the corner for what? Hey, they're fucking filming the fucking John Travolta's here. He's filming the Gotti thing. The fuck out of here. I don't want to fucking see that shit. I didn't even like what that fucking Matarats uh, portrayed him back like 15 years. ago. was Armand Asante, whatever the fuck his name is. You just, there's some people you can't, you know, mimic. You can't, you know? So anyway, I'm out of here, everyone. Be well. Talk to you all. So, Oh, by the way, Sunday night, 
right after Money in the Bank, I will be doing a pay-per-view recap. For those on Patreon, it'll be posted on Patreon about an hour after the pay-per-view ends. For those uh, that are listening to the show everywhere else, it will be added to next Monday's DTKC show episode. So I just want to remind that. And again, if you sign up for Patreon, you could be part of the pay-per-view predictions contest. All of the DT bobbleheads were arrived today. Got a whole box load of bobbleheads, and we are adding a little DTKC breakfast soup swag package to the prize wall that it's going to include a bobblehead as well. So go check that out. Everyone, I'll talk to you soon. Take it easy. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. We should start a podcast. Yeah, we've all said it. But when it comes time to make it a reality, we get stuck. Well, here's some good news. With Spreaker, all you need to start a podcast is a microphone and a good idea. Spreaker handles the recording, management, distribution, and monetization of your podcast, allowing you to focus on making a podcast. Whether you're discussing the latest moves in the tech sector or just your dating life, Spreaker gives you tools to make your podcast a hit and professional insights about who is listening and where. And as your podcast dream grows, Spreaker only becomes more useful, letting you upload and schedule multiple episodes at the same time, push to multiple platforms and customize RSS feeds. But what about making money? With Spreaker, monetization is as easy as checking a few boxes. So next time someone says to you, we should start a podcast, say yes and let Spreaker handle the rest. Learn more and get 30% off at Spreaker.com slash get started. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash get started.